everyone, welcome back into Primetime TV. It's so good to be back in the seat again with my partner and very best friend, Dennis Kelly. Hey. Hi. It's been a while. Yeah, it sure has. It Time really... goes by fast when you're having fun. Oh, yeah, we've been having a lot of fun this last peak, haven't we? Hmm. Well, anyway, I'm Barbara Marville Kelly. My husband's Dennis Kelly, and we have just an unscripted show today. But the main reason why we wanted to come on air today was to really give a few things, a few little tips from our toolbox, seeing that, thank God, we did survive this whole Irma thing. And we want to share some of the things that we had to work through to uh, get to that point of, Ohm, if you will, and sometimes it wasn't all that easy because, you know, when we're faced with a life-threatening situation, it really puts you to the test in many, many ways. Sure does. You know, it? It, it really, and I think probably the first thing, um, you know, you, your brain goes kind of scrambled and you think, well, you know, what are we going to do? And you wonder where you're going to go. And then we start to live in what-if land, right? You know, we start catastrophizing in our mind. Right, exactly. And, and usually worse than it really turns out to be. Nine times out of ten, but you never know. So we understand exactly what you all have been going through. Especially, I mean, for those of you in Florida, especially, it, you know, the meteorologists, you know, you can't blame them. It's, it's nature. It's mother nature. It's going this way, then it's going this way, and this way. And, ah. so, so we... We really did put ourselves to the test with some of our little tools of mastery. I'm going to ask my husband. I haven't told him what kind of questions I'm going to ask him, but I'm just going to say, what was the highlight, or should I say the tipping point, that brought you grounded? Brought you grounded after we packed up, we did evacuate, even though we're in uh, e, uh, e level, we went over to his daughter's. Daughter Penny Penny, thank you very much for having us come over there. But what was, what got you out of that, oh, what if, and how am I going to save my family, and all that panicky, catastrophic thinking? It's really not hard to do. But the key thing is, is what you want to do is, instead of going through the head thoughts, go to the heart. The heart actually projects ahead of time things that are happening before they happen. That's right. Remember the research that was yes. done on that? Yes. So if you relax, that's the tool, one of the tools, go to your heart, ask your heart what you should do under these conditions. Ask your heart to help you relax 
and, and take this all in stride because panicking is not going to help. So the heart has a brain inside that heart that actually is so, so much superior to the regular brain in many different ways. So the key thing is to rely on that brain of the heart. There's little crystallized cells in the heart that only are in other forms of communication like the brain and the rest of the body. And that's not common knowledge, really, unless you have been through the heart math coaching program like you and our company has, and we share that. We're always talking about living a heart-empowered life, and I gotta tell you, it worked. It really worked this time. Um, in a life-threatening life situation, and there's so much preparation, I mean, I got over it real fast. I was so done with what to pack up and what about the dogs and what if, what if, when we lose power and just the planning ahead. I mean, going and getting freeze-dried chicken treats in case we lose power and I can't give the dogs their chicken, all, all these different things. And it, you also kind of look at what's really important to you. And what you take along. Yeah. Um, go That's ahead. true. Go ahead. Well, actually, what's the worst thing that could happen? And mm -hmm. then work from there up. Exactly. Exactly. Because, I mean, after all, we're, we're only here for a short period of time. We might mm -hmm. as well make the best of it. And if the good Lord wants us to be somewhere else, then let it so be. And, and we kind of kind of adapted that kind of thinking. Um, we had another place that we were thinking of going to and had planned on going and that was John Gaston our producer and owner of WeBeam TV here and I got to tell you that was so nice of him to offer his place and we were, were all set ready to go and then his daughter who had the granddaughter and the grandson there and four paramedics there at the house and we decided to go that way we're glad we did in a sense although I know we would have had more fun at John but when we got there, it was so great because what we were able to do, the good thing that came about this, we hadn't seen the grandson or the granddaughter in a long, long time. So Sydney and Daniel, we had a chance to have a beer with them the night that all this was going on. The power was out. We had the candles going and we found some good in it. And I found out later, I didn't tell you this, but they were saying how the grandkids were really listening to some of the little philosophies that you were kind of handing down. And it was really great. It was just so great. The good things that came out of it. We, we come out stronger. We really come out stronger. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And that, that was nice. So I haven't spent that much time with uh, with that with my daughter and her friends and so on in ages. Exactly, exactly. So it was it was a um, a moving experience to say the least. A very moving experience. Um, now we have another challenge coming around the corner. <laughs> so what can I say other than one morning you said to me, you go, wow all that training that we've done is really coming to fruition more than it ever has before. And one of those things, like when my husband talks about, you know, living from the heart, going to your heart, making those decisions, it, it really makes a big difference when you do because we are always talking about the brain and the heart. 
And when we make head decisions, they're not necessarily the correct decisions and sometimes can get us into, into challenges, get us into trouble or whatever. And um, so it all worked out for the better. We had, it usually does. Mm -hmm, and our uh, fortunately, uh, we did have our power come back on. I think it was after about 15 hours. Unfortunately, there was a lot of people that didn't have power. I was so blessed with that because you know how you would love to be around me when it's 85 degrees in the house. So yeah. we were very, very blessed with that. So we're hoping that you're all um, getting through this. I know it's, geez, today's Monday. It was a week ago Monday when we were going through all this crazy nonsense. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it, uh, it, it was crazy, but we did get through it, and we'll get through this other one, and just following our heart and making the decisions that uh, our hearts tell us to do. I know in our next uh, little segment here, we're going to show you a few moves that I actually posted from your Tai Chi class last Friday. Some of the different moves that, that automatically help you to relax in times of stress, um, in times of crisis. I know that might not be the, the first thing that you're thinking about, but there's a lot of uh, things that happen as an, as an aftermath, in the aftermath of these things and people trying to get out of their own way with still being stressed and still living in what if land and awfulizing for the next big storm coming along. So why don't you give us some of your little tips of wisdom from your toolbox on reducing stress? Well, the key thing is to be in charge of your emotions. That's the hardest thing when there yes, is sir. imminent danger, could be life or death. Yes. And so the key is asking yourself, your heart, going to the heart and say, under these conditions, using your intelligence and intuition, give me a how I should respond to this. Give me a, a message. What should I do? And if you allow the heart, the heart will tell you what to do because the heart can see ahead of time. What I mean by that, the heart can actually see in advance. It can predict. And they've proven that. Tell us how that was because we have new viewers all the time. There was, there was particular study done, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Well, it, it blew everybody's mind. In fact, they've kept it sort of secret because they don't feel anybody would give them they, they would think they're a little bit nuts. But you see, there is so much that we don't know. But this is, is one of the most interesting studies I've ever been involved in. What, what they did is they took a big screen, several people, they wired them up as, as much as they could possibly wire anybody for sound, for, for emotions or anything. In other words, to show emotions on the screen. So they were going to show flash certain pictures. And they, they were to show the emotion of the picture. And so what happened is when, when they, sh they were trying to figure out what worked faster, the brain or the heart, which responded faster. So they were, when they were ready to show the, the heart, they were showing a, a scene that was... How would I say? It, it was a very serene scene. It was relaxing. And the, the thing that happened next on the screen, when it came to the heart to respond, before it went up on the screen. So they show it on the screen, the emotion, then you're supposed to feel the emotion. I sort of left that out. And the key, the key is 
is that when you get into this state, then it would register up on the screen. So what happened when they were, when they were getting ready to, to show on the screen what the heart was responding to before, before they even showed it, no, before they even tuned into it, it showed up on the screen. You know, that's really profound. Hold that Couple, thought. About a second or so before it was supposed to, it showed up on the screen. So the heart knows before the, the brain. The heart knows in advance. Yes. That's, and that was predicting the future. That's profound. Uh, it's hard to explain that. I know, it is. But having gone through all that training and everything, you saw it right there, all the studies and all that. We're going to take a brief little time out. When we come back, we're going to give you a few little on-the-spot exercises that will stop stress in its tracks and help neutralize the stress moving forward so that you could live a little bit more grounded. We'll be right back. At a certain age, so this is supposed to happen. No, it's not supposed to happen. at a certain age so this is supposed to happen no it's not supposed to happen hi everyone welcome back into primetime tv show right here at webeam tv i'm barbara marvel kelly with me is my husband and my protector my hero my tarzan my everything well, it's a lot to live up to and you do you do. Do I? Yes, you do. Well, Absolutely. I didn't even know that. <laughs> well, you know, um, I had posted on Facebook that our show is going to be pretty unscripted. Well, most of them are anyway. But uh, today we wanted to take this show to really try to give back to help anybody that, that needs to know how can I get out of my own way and deal with these catastrophes and crisis and crazy things. And you were talking about, just before we took the break, about going to your heart. The heart knows before the brain knows. Yes. And that's why living a heart-empowered life gives that empowerment to you to know how to draw from that each and every time. And it comes automatically. Now, now when, when you first started doing 
this particular technique, which was close to 20 years ago. But before that, you were listening to that good old gut, right? Yeah, that's basically the same thing, but I didn't know the scientific ramifications of that. Neither did I. Yeah, and I used it when I was competing. Yeah. Sometimes I could be in the zone, sometimes I couldn't. Most of the time I could. That's why I won more than I lost. And the, the, key, the key thing is, is when you just relax and go to the heart, the heart will tell, can pick in advance what's going to happen, but it takes a lot of practice to do that. You have to have faith in the system. Right, right. And the heart will always be a little step of, ahead of where you really need, in other words, be a step ahead to really help you make a proper decision. Uh, you are reading my mind because it, as we've talked many times before and doing seminars and workshops and, and in your classes, you talk about the frequency level. Right? right? When we get into a frequency level of love, when we go to the heart, we can make a better decision as to how we're going to make our choice to react or respond. And reacting is from here, responding is from here. That's right. And it really does work. Because when you're in that love state, the, the lock-in that we do, you put it just allows you to have a higher frequency which is a more positive frequency so you don't want to make an incorrect decision and especially when times are crazy people going wackadoodle all over the place because they're they're just not equipped what's what's what is it that you say there's a, there's a saying you say about the stress and you know how people oh. aren't we're not engineered how, take that to the next well, sentence. basically, when we're under a stressful situation, our perceptions of life events, when they don't meet with our expectations, we fail to manage the results. Yes. When life's expectations do not meet up with ours and we fa fail to manage the results, that's when a lot of stress happens. Right, right. And there was a 20-year study by the London School of Medicine, and they found out that people that were under stress there was more as as much stress as if you were chased by a lion or on a death situation there's that kind of stress that can build up a little simple mundane things so when when you get really stressed out the key thing is calm down breathe deeply and try to go to the heart ask your heart now what can i do in this situation give me something that will prevent future situations like this Exactly. Um, I'm reflecting back to, I started packing the week before, as you know, and trying to be as prepared as I could and try, and things were going through my mind like, you know, we may not come back to our home. Our home may be flattened. We may lose our lives. I mean, that did cross my mind. I'm no different than you. And then I had to go to my heart and raise that frequency level. And look at this, look at this for what it is, and just try to center myself. And yes, I did do a lot of deep breathing. I did my essential oils. I hugged my doggies. And we were actually headed to my grandson's um, up in Gainesville. <laughs> yeah, John. No, I didn't drink a bottle of wine. Maybe one and a half glasses, maybe two. But 
I more or less had to center myself to get myself to that next level because a home, yes, it, it's our nest, especially for women. It's our nest. And we, when we feel threatened, you know, you either have to zig or zag. And I, and I decided to do a little bit of both and said to myself, okay, like you said, what's the worst that can happen? Yeah, they even have a word for that in the martial arts. What is it's it? It's called inclusion. Oh, yes, you've talked about that. Where you know that. what your opponent is going to do before they do it. There's a split second there where you have that knowledge from that other person's heart. And you have a split second to make the decision. And when you practice this over a period of time, it comes automatic. It's, it's when your heart tells what's going to happen, like I say, just a brief nanosecond before it happens. And when you get to use that, you can really do well in any sport and you can live a more successful, happy life, but you have to learn how to relax and accept what information you get. Because the big challenge is, is, is it a head decision or is it a heart decision? Right, exactly. You don't want to make the head decision. Head can gather the information, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but the heart should make the decision and what action to take. Right. And that's hard for people to buy. You know, we talked about, what I, I'm trying to reflect back on some of the thoughts that had gone through our minds, because we've never evacuated before. We've always skirted these storms. But I had someone we all know and love, John Gaston, say, it's not gonna hit us, it's not gonna hit us, it's not gonna hit us. And he took the time to explain to me what a hurricane is. And his explanation actually helped me get into a frequency where I wasn't going to live in what-if land. And it helped me make the decisions, too, looking at what was going on with the weather. Uh, do we go to a shelter? Do we go to a friend's? Do we go to a family? Do we try to get... We could not get out of here. We could not get to my son in Gainesville because we're trying to make an intelligent decision. Are we going to take the chance? There's no gas in the area anywhere to be found. Are we going to take a chance with the full tank that we had to get us somewhere? Or are we going to get stranded on the side of the road? We've got the two Yorkies with us. So we didn't make a head decision in a panic mode. Do you agree? Yeah, that's usually when you make the head decision, when you're panic. It doesn't give you a clear shot of a good decision. Usually panic decisions are bad decisions. They're made under emotional stress. So basically, what we did is we made that heart decision. Bottom line was, we wanted to reduce the amount of stress, and we figured that it was better to go hunker down with a friend or a relative. If that was, if that was possible, a shelter was the last resort, you know? Um, and we, we did well. And that's why I wanted to come out and share all this with you guys, because it really does make a difference living a heart-centered life. It made all the difference in the world in this last week and the upcoming week as well. So it's, it's, all, it's all in perception and it's all in having the knowledge. And I have to give a shout out to somebody who we all know and love in this particular area is Deborah Diaz. I, you knew that Deborah had texted me to make sure that we were okay and that we had water and that we had this and offering her home not too far from us. And the camaraderie in the community, which I now call our village, you would not, unbelievable how everybody comes together. 
and how they're all helping one another and are still helping one another and giving back. And I'm, I'm just really proud to be part of this community, part of this village. They say it takes a village. I know what that means now. And that's why this is our kind of part of being some voices of the village and being able to share some of the things because you never know when you may need to pull from the information that we give. You never know. I had no idea that I was going to have to really, you know, continue to walk the talk in a life-threatening situation with my family, with my dogs, my husband. Well, there's a synergens in there. In other words, when you see all these things happening, there is, is a feeling from within that comes from the heart that gives you the right decision. Mm -hmm. And the right decision, you don't want to question. Right. Because right. usually that decision, and you only, like I say, have a nanosecond to pick up on that. But the good news is, the more you practice that, the easier it is to do. And you make a lot more right decisions than you do wrong. Nobody makes 100% right decisions all the time. Right. But the key is to make especially under, under uh, very threatening circumstances, to make the right decision. Well, and I think it too, when you practice that, it gives you the confidence in improving your coping skills in situations that you've never, ever been in before. And that goes without saying, not just a hurricane at how many, what was the winds per hour at that thing when it started out? It was out? 150 miles per hour of the winds at one point. Yeah. And, and the gust up to 160. And I mean, that alone is frightening. No, and we have a lot of glass in our family room and all that. And it was just uh, one of those crazy things. But even still, when, when you're faced with death or divorce or um, job loss, financial crisis, health issues, all these different things, Living from the heart affects all of that, no matter what it is. And that's why we're up on our soapbox today, very unscripted. I'm in my sneakers, see? <laughs> and we're just laid back, just putting it out there, very, very open, very raw to you guys. And, and welcome you to get a hold of us. If you want to know anything else, we're going to get out into the community even more and more uh, and doing some workshops and doing some seminars. We're going to really set up some locations in the area where we will be doing some complimentary talks to you. There's not going to be any commercializing, no charge for this, because this is our way of giving back because we know it's guaranteed it works a hundred percent of the time. You know, when you start doing these exercises, it, it sometimes, you know, I had a hard time. I had a hard time trying to figure out, is this a head decision or is it a heart decision? Oh, wait a minute. Is it a head or is it a heart? And now it just comes so automatically. You know, my heart's telling me this. The easier it is to work. It's like getting on. Yeah, it's like getting on a, a rollerblades or getting on your bike. You yeah, know, it takes practice. True. So it's all good. Now, we had an amazing class on Friday. And for those of you that are Facebook friends, you maybe saw some of the moves that my husband was doing. We were still coming off of evacuation mode. <laughs> but we did have a, we had a good class. We had about five or six people that showed up from the class. And um, I took some of the best of the best moves. And they're on my timeline, Barbara and Marvel Kelly. On Facebook and you can see all of those in the explanations today we're going to give you a few of the top ones that you can do right on the spot do it with us 
do it after the show, first thing in the morning, and different things that can help you set yourself up for success when you're faced with life-threatening situations and the, the list goes on with all the stresses because we know stress is the number one cause to dis-ease and premature death. Since when life's events do not meet up with your expectations and you fail to manage the results. It's simple as that. It is as simple as that. And but it's hard to do. It's hard to do because we can be very reactionary. Uh, I think we all have from time to time. Patience truly is a virtue. And I learned something about your daughter staying with oh, her. Oh, yeah. What's that? She is a chip off the old block. Oh, yeah? That gal had patience. Unbelievable. <laughs> Yeah, she. Yeah. She's quite. I'm so proud of her. I know. I know. Penny's great. Penny is a. She's a uh, former firefighter and paramedic, and she now is uh, teaching and pulling together programs for helping firefighters and paramedics with PTSD. She's starting to get her PhD. Amazing, amazing. And then our granddaughter Sydney is a paramedic now. Yep. Her fiance, Jacob, is a paramedic. He's a paramedic. And uh, so that it was really great bonding with them. And then Daniel, well, he's a old-fashioned, long-haired hippie in, what kind of band did he say he was? I don't remember, it was a strange name. It was strange, it was strange music. <laughs> he played it, I'm going, really? Okay. Well, there are some people like that. I, but to each his own. He's got such a beautiful heart. Yes, it, he does. It, it was so great. And his little girlfriend, Katie, it was awesome. Yeah. Well, we're going to take a break. And when we come back, you're going to do a few moves to help us center, right? right. Focus. And it really helps. He's going to be talking about the vagus nerve. If you've heard this before, it doesn't hurt to hear it again. For those of you that have not heard it before, it's going to give you a new insight as to what happens when we get stressed out. And there is something we can do about it. Stay where you are. We'll be right back. At a certain age, so this is supposed to happen. No, it's not supposed to happen.
at a certain age, so this is supposed to happen. No, it's not supposed to happen. Hi, everyone. Welcome back into Primetime TV Show. It's great to be back once again. I am so excited to be here, especially after the crazy, challenging week that we've had. We've been talking about some of the things that we can do for stress. We're honestly sharing right from our heart what helped us through this last week and probably was going to help through the next week because we do have the next little challenge on our hands called Maria. Well, one of the things that we know John's telling me in my ear, no, you're right, John. Probably not. But anyway, we're going to go ahead and toss over to my husband, Dennis Kelly, who is a grandmaster in Tai Chi, and he's going to share some of the things that we do on a regular basis in our classes and at home and wherever we feel that it's necessary. And he's going to take two moves that can make a big difference, and he'll explain to you why you're doing them and what it does to the body and you can stand up or even do it seated in your chair right now and follow along with him. And uh, I'm sure it's going to be something that you'll be happy that you're learning. Okay, Doc, take it away. Well, I, I think I need to share something with the audience out there that to me is very important. That if you see my hand shaking a little bit or my voice quiver a little bit, the thing that I want to emphasize that these exercises, these two exercises especially that I'm going to do, has helped me with regulating the Parkinson's disease. It actually has reversed it in many different ways. And that's why this exercise is not only good to strengthen your emotional control, your mental control, and be able to force more good feelings and good hormones into the body. And these are two moves that are very easy to teach and you can go right out there with them. It doesn't take a long time to get the results from using these two moves. But the key thing is understanding why we do it that way. What is the benefit of it? That sort of encapsulates it so that you can really utilize this almost immediately with yourself, your family, and your friends. The first move is called centering. Centering, the thing that's so important about centering is the largest nerve in the body is the vagus nerve, all the way from the head all the way down. It's the biggest and largest nerve in the body. The purpose of the vagus nerve is to gather information. It's like the body's barometer to gather information here, gather it there, then report to the brain so the brain knows what signals to sell out to all the different or send out to all the different particular parts of overcoming disease and stress and so on. So it's like a machine that works night and day. However, the vagus nerve if it's interrupted with too much information, too much, in other words, so it can't process all the information, then all of a sudden it starts, things start not working right. Like for example, one thing, there's a gene called a P53 gene. It's a cancer killing tumor gene. In other words, cancerous tumors, the P53 gene is the gene the body uses to kill these cancerous tumors. However, the big, the big challenge is is you have to really know that. The big challenge is you have to be able to utilize that as a weapon against cancer, against other things, because the P53 gene does have association with other preventing other diseases. So the interesting thing about the P53 gene, if the vagus nerve is interrupted too much with too much information, too much stress, it can't handle all of it, then it gives a signal to the P53 gene that this, this 
body, this person doesn't want to live around here too much longer. So the P53 gene then goes haywire and starts gabbling up, predicting, or I shouldn't say predicting, but you can predict what's going to happen when that happens is you're going to have all of a sudden cancerous tumors or some type of cancer or some type of heart disease. It's not just cancerous tumors, but a lot of other things that the P53 gene will act as sort of a annihilator if the person is under too much stress and doesn't handle it properly. So we have an exercise that will help you settle the P53 gene, or I should say settle the vagus nerve, so the P53 gene will get good information, can process the information, and we call it centering. And if you follow me closely, it's something amusing and be effective almost immediately if you believe what I'm telling you and if you actually have an open, have an open mind. So just with me, start, put the feet shoulders width apart, better do this standing. However, if you're physically challenged, you can't stand, you can do it sitting down and get good results. Starting with either hand, if I'm gonna use my right hand, which I'm gonna then you use your left hand. Inhale as we come up to the top of our head. Now picture that, that vagus nerve going all the way down the body. So follow that nerve and say to yourself, think to yourself, this is going to relax all the way down. And try not to have any, any conversation other than the conversation I'm talking about. Relaxing that hand all the way down. And try to see if you can keep that hand in your peripheral vision all the way down, as far down as you can. So you smell the flowers, inhale through the nose, come right down through the center of the body, exhale through the mouth. Then let's do our right hand, inhale, come right down through the center of the body, relaxing the vagus nerve, having that P53 gene go to what it should do, curing can not curing cancer, but stopping cancer. The left hand coming all the way down through the center, nice and slow, relaxing. As we do this, smell the flowers, then slowly blow out the candles, one candle at a time. And do that for 5, 10, 15 minutes. And if you can take and find some beautiful soft music with 50 beats per minute, then that is excellent to play the music as you're doing this because music is very therapeutic. When you have music backing you up, it has a definite benefit of being able to relax and cause a natural flow of healing this challenge that we have. Then the next one I'm gonna show you is to build upper body strength, physically, mentally, and emotionally. It's also to relax the neck and the shoulder area where we're carrying most of our stress. And this is called the press. We fold our fingers here like this, palms facing the ceiling, inhale as we come up through the nose, Turn the palms downward, exhale as we go down as far as we can handle it. All right, and then lean back just a little bit. Look where the ceiling meets the wall and hold this for about 10 to 12 seconds. Inhale through the nose to get here. But when we're right in this position now, then you can either exhale through the mouth or if you want to really be more dramatic, hold your breath because that even gives it a little bit more supercharged excellence. Then we inhale as we come up. And then slowly, the slower you exhale, the better the benefit. Exhaling slowly, fold our fingers, palms facing upwards, smell the flowers, turn the palms downward, blow out the candles. So what this is doing is relaxing the shoulders. 
It's relaxing, relaxing the neck, it's strengthening the arms. And the important thing is when you're relaxing, then so many good hormones go in the body that fight whatever diseases or germs or stress you might have in your body. Then we inhale as we come up, exhale as we come down. Think of the hands coming down like leaves falling from a tree. Fold the fingers, palms facing up, inhale as we come up, lean back just slightly looking upward where the ceiling meets wall and hold it there. You can, like I say, either hold your breath or exhale very slowly. And let's finish it. Inhale as we come up, exhale as we come down. So let's review those two, centering. Here we go, <coughs> inhale, slowly exhale, feeling totally relaxed, at ease, free from disease. Now the right hand, inhale, and slowly, slowly exhale all the way down. Now let's do the press. Inhale, turn the palms downward, exhale. This allows the, the, the vessels in the brain and the shoulders to dilate, allowing more blood to get to the particular organs. So that is probably the biggest secret of why this works so well is your, when you're tightening up here and stressing the shoulders a little bit, it's gonna end up relaxing them and it's gonna end up allowing the vessels to expand, to dilate and be able to solve part of the challenge or whatever might not be going wrong or might not be going right, so to speak. All right, and that concludes it. And I hope that you enjoy that, have as much as I enjoy presenting it to you because I know if you're gonna use this, this is how I can help you help yourself. Thank you and God bless you. Thank you. That was so great. I, I'm, I'm even more relaxed and mellow than when I came in here. So that was great. And that was a pretty simple move that you can do. Uh, if you happen to have Spectrum, former known as Bright House, there is a station that we have on our television all the time. And, and this isn't a plug for Bright House or Spectrum, but it's called Soundscapes. And I think it's 442 on our dial, 442. And it's the most beautiful, beautiful music. And you can always find something to listen to on there. In addition, there's a lot of positive affirmations that just, you know, gives you little food for thought, things that can, you know, make a difference in your life and help you on that positive journey, that path that we all are hoping for and, and intending to be on. And then life happens things change. So we have to adjust to the conditions. And the one thing that my husband was saying about getting blood to the brain also helps to give you that opportunity to think more clearly as well. So we're going to take another brief time out. And when we come back, we'll share a little bit more with you. And hopefully you've enjoyed those exercises. And feel free to do them. Um, if you haven't exercised in a while, you know, you can check with your doctor, make sure it's pretty okay. Um, I would say probably 99.9% .9 of the doctors recommend Tai Chi and Qigong and these have been passed on down by the masters. So those are two of our secrets, two of many secrets, but we're kind of condensing it today to give you a little something something. So we'll be right back after this. At a certain age, so this is supposed to happen. No! It's not supposed to happen.
at a certain age, so this is supposed to happen. No, it's not supposed to happen. And welcome back, everyone. I feel so relaxed. Good. Now, don't go to sleep on me now. <laughs> oh, like you couldn't carry the rest of the show, right? <laughs> I'm sure you could. That looked really great. We should do a regular daily exercise show here. That's just one of many movements in Qigong and yeah. Tai Chi. Yeah. What I did there was Qigong. Yeah. And then when you add Tai Chi to it, that's when the fireworks begin because you got one for physical defense and the other one for developing internal strength. And you put the two together and it's just amazing. It really is amazing. I never knew till I started trying it and putting it in my lifestyle. And it does. It really brings you to that center point. And um, I remember John McRae. John, if you're out there, shout out to you. Remember when John was telling you that he had a big presentation to do? And I think he had asked you, what is the best exercise to be able to focus and be right on the, the, the task that he had to do? And it was the centering. Yeah, because the vagus nerve can be more responsible for anything that happens in the body than just about any nerve in the body. That's pretty amazing. Yeah. Talk about a little bit when you were saying, you, you know, when you were doing the press, okay? Right. And you can feel that. I can feel that just even sitting here. I can feel all that. Yes. Explain the blood getting to the brain and how it, what it does. Well, what's happening here is you're tensing up and relaxing at the same time. And then when you let go, then the vessels dilate, allowing more blood to get to the, to the brain and to the shoulders. And then when the blood gets to that part of the body, it expands the awareness, it expands the intelligence, the emotional intelligence we're talking about. Mm -hmm. And a lot of good things happen. A couple hormones, uh, serotonin, Oxyflexane is, mm -hmm. is, is another terminology we gave for, for bringing out the best in, in, in the body and so on. And the other thing is that when you're relaxed like that and, and all the cells, they start doing things better. They start detoxifying better than they normally do. They, they, they're like happy soldiers. Happy soldiers. Happy soldiers. You Think always yourself, talk about that. we got about that. 50 trillion cells. Some say 150 trillion. And depends upon who you're talking to. But the key thing is, are those cells happy? Are they not? Well, it makes the cells happy when you give them oxygen. It makes the yes. cells happy when you're excited and happy. Because then good hormones go in and make the cells feel better. And if you attach everything or attack everything from a... From a a viewpoint of of the cells, how they feel, then you put it all together and then the whole being experiences the benefits of controlling the cells. That's why glycation, uh, a, a terminology we use for when sugar can't get into to the cell, then the sugar goes around aimlessly and picks some protein to attach to. That gets to be a sticky substance called glycation, and that can shorten our lifespan because mm -hmm. it suffocates the cells and everything else. Mm -hmm. And they can't breathe. They can't breathe. Right. So when we're doing deep breathing, that's our big part of our big defense against glycation. And you don't have to really be in exercise garb or anywhere in particular. You can do that standing in the grocery line, seriously, and it'll help you just chill when somebody's writing a check or when somebody's giving you sign language out on US 19. 
because you're not moving fast enough and things like that. You can do deep breathing anywhere, right? Deep breathing anywhere. Yeah. Anywhere. Watching TV. Yeah. Watching us right now. You do it seated. Exactly. Exactly. And, and I, you know, it has done such wonders for us. And these really are the tools in our toolbox that we wanted to help you with today. Um, I'm so excited to be able to be back and in our studio right down here in Newport Ritchie. It's exciting to uh, have you with me in that wonderful set. Uh, you reminded me of Jack LaLanne when I used to watch Jack LaLanne when I was young, grr. Well, you gave me the opportunity to meet with him one time. I know he and was I, a that hoot. That was one of the highlights of my life. He was a, a hoot. cute little guy, strong <laughs> yeah. as an ox. And when we shook hands, you could feel this tremendous amount of strength there. I know. He was ninety-two when I met him in the green room at Home Shopping. Yeah. And then he passed away at, at ninety-six. Mm-hmm from results inflammation of pneumonia mm -hmm. yeah he wouldn't go to the hospital he was stubborn but he yeah. he was i i'm so glad he I was had my a, idol i know me too and 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 you're kind of like the modern day jacqueline trying to you know really educate people that it, it's not rocket science when something makes sense and my husband does his research i do my research as well because i need to be able to understand what it is that i'm going to be doing for my body i'm sure that makes a lot of sense to you and um all the research that's out there can be mind-boggling. But there again, going back to living a heart-centered life, that tells you what makes sense. Okay, this makes sense, that doesn't make sense. This makes sense, that doesn't make sense. He and also had a great form of, uh, a great, uh, how would I say it? A great ability to be able to have something positive from every negative thing mm -hmm. and i'll never forget when i met him i asked mm -hmm. him i said i said you still towing boats with ropes he used to do that with a, i know a boat full of people yeah and swimming and and towing them with the rope in his mouth yeah and, and he looked at me he says i told my wife through the bathtub this morning <laughs> he was sharp as a tack oh he had quite a sense of humor and you know i'm glad that you're bringing that up because when we had years to our life and life to our years, hopefully life to our years, the last thing we want to lose is this, really and truly. Um, and that's one of the things that we are so blessed with that you've been able to come back from the black hole by making the right choices from the heart and choosing the right protocol to do all that. And part of what we showed you here today is, is exactly that. Um, yes, there's more and we'll be showing more. Who knows, maybe we will do, get a class going over here in, in the studio because it, we really need to get it out there. Um, we are going to be uh, doing some things in the neighborhood. We don't know where, we have some idea where, but it's, um, it's going to be all about our village and how our village comes together to make things better. And we're going to launch this whole concept on our shows, WeBeam TV, starting this Wednesday. We usually do our My Chamber TV shows. Many of you have been on our shows or you've seen it before. Well, this show is going to be a little bit different where we're going to have a lot of different people coming in in the community, talking about what they're doing in the community to help others, giving back. 
we're going to be doing some public service announcements and I'm very, very excited about that. So I hope you'll be able to tune in Wednesday at 3.30 on webeamtv.com and uh, we're going to see where we, how far we can go with this. We're going to ramp it up and uh, you never know where you may see us in the community and uh, it's going to be a great effort on our part. I'm excited, aren't you? Much so. You know, it's interesting because when I was posting some things on Facebook, some of your breathing methods, all I was doing was just, you know, typing them in on Facebook, right? And when I was done, I felt calmer, it, just a feeling of peace. And I was just typing them in, giving some, a little bit of direction on, you know, the breathing and what it can do for you. And just by thinking that and feeling it, and feeling the love and the care for other people in hopes that it will help you made me feel good. Why is that? Well, they've done a lot of research on that. You can even, you can even see one person doing an a, a act of kindness to another person. And here's the interesting thing. If you're watching that, one person giving kindness to another person, then the same good hormones that are going in his or her body are going in your body. Well, that explains it. It actually is, is a great form of medicine. It's experiencing that and feeling the feeling, the emotions that are conceived from that action. It's, it's, it's mind-boggling. When you go into all this science that HeartMath Institute out of Boulder Creek, California uh, did, and, and so few people know about it. I know. That's what's so sad. I know, but we're, we're busting loose and we're going to make sure everybody knows well, about it. Well, you better believe we are. We only have one minute remaining and we're going to close the show with my favorite word of all times. And you see how I promote it shamelessly on Facebook and everywhere I can, and that's love. And when you're in that love state, when you live a, a heart-empowered life, everything changes for the better and you can't lose with it and that's why we came out here today to just be a little more unscripted and talk about our own personal private lives and what we went through this last week in hopes that you will glean even just one little tool from the toolbox because we know that it's going to help you and i'm going to turn it over to you for another 10 seconds if you have a final little something something to share everybody be happy yeah because each day is a new challenge, a new year, a new whatever. And just utilize that time and enjoy your time here on earth. You just gave me an idea. I used to close my shows with uh, Home Shopping Network with a uh, quote that a very dear friend who had passed away and I took over his time slot, his name was Ed Purser. And he would always close his show by saying, love one another, be happy and know there's a miracle that can change your life. Keep the faith. Thanks for joining us today, everyone. We'll see you next Monday, Women Unscripted.